Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,935. Buckle up because we're at the drag races today. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm in Florida with a very special guest by the name of Josh Hart. Josh, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Let's roll. All right. Very cool. Now, before I introduce you with a proper bio, what's one little thing that maybe most people don't know about you, Josh? I would say probably that I'm not a shabby drummer. Not a shabby drummer. Okay. <laughs> now, that's an interesting way to put it. Have you been drumming for a long time? Yep. Uh, the only thing I've ever been sure about my whole life was uh, driving cars and playing the drums. And I figured the ship had sailed on the drums. Let's try the cars. <laughs> Very cool. I tell you, music is such an important part of people's lives. Did you start uh, playing the drums when you were young? Yep. Um, late elementary and into middle school. Oh, wow. And... uh yeah, so I've been doing it a long time. Well, I always say that the parents of young drummers are saints because uh, I played the guitar from the time <laughs> I was quite young, and that's something you can go in a room and shut the door, and unless you got your uh, amplifier turned up, it doesn't really disrupt the house much. But drumming, you kind of get hurt all over the place. So I always put take my hat off to parents who have young kids who want to play the drums because it's like the trombone. You know, yeah, for a while, you kind of have to just grin and bear it, right? <laughs> I suppose you're right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I have a good friend who's a daily listener here, Chris, who uh, is smiling right now because he plays the drums. And um, yeah, he still goes out in the garage and plays the drums very well, by the way. First time I saw him play an event, I was like, what? That's, you, you see somebody out of context playing drums or any musical instrument that you didn't know about, and you, it kind of uh, shocks you a little bit, but uh, uh, very cool. I love it. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. Josh Hart has established himself as one of the future stars of the NHRA Camping World Drag Racing Series. His outstanding credentials make him one of the most impactful candidates for Rookie of the Year in recent memory. Through 11 races, he has earned more points than many top names in drag racing. Josh qualified for every NHRA national event he entered this season, and he assembled his entire top fuel operation from scratch and runs the day-to-day -day operations. Over the past five years, Josh has donated all his contingency money to young racers and junior dragster events. Very nice. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Josh about his fast-paced life and maybe some drumming, but first a word from our valued sponsor, so give him a little listen, and we'll be right back. Buckle up, it's going to get loud. My friends at Covercraft offer you 10 different options. That's right, 10 for your vehicle's protection. You can choose from WeatherShield HP, HD, Sunbrella, UltraTect, Reflect, FormFit, Custom View Shield, and their newest five-layer all-climate cover, three-layer moderate climate cover, and a five-layer indoor option. You have all sorts of ways to protect your car. All of these are custom-tailored by Covercraft's talented craftspeople. It's the form and fit with the quality to attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Surface protection is the best way to preserve the investment you've made in your vehicles. It's what I do. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. 
I have a Covercraft cover for every one of my vehicles, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off your order, plus you get free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day, and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said, while I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy, and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled or stolen. He called back and said, boy, that was a scary conversation. Their value of my car wasn't even close to what it's really worth. Thank you for the education, Mark. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you receive with an agreed value policy. American Collectors Insurance has been protecting enthusiasts since 1976. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 866- 224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. They're the ones that insure my car. That's American Collectors Insurance. So Josh, we're back. So let's dive a little deeper into the corner. Well, uh, dragsters don't dive deep into corners. That's the last thing you want to do. But I think you know what I mean. Let's talk a little bit more about this career path you've chosen. Uh, Before we get into this season and what's happened this year and what you're looking forward to next year, how did you get into drag racing? Because I've had a lot of drag racers, a lot of champions on the show, including a mutual friend of ours who we're going to talk about. Big Daddy Don Garlitz has been a guest here. But drag racing, what made you go down this path? I actually started out on the other side of the track. I got into a lot of a lot of trouble on the streets driving my car, and uh, not something to be proud of. So when I had the opportunity to go to the test and tune night, I also met Don Garlitz, and he said, you know, before you do top fuel, why don't you start helping me with the electric dragster? So that's how it kind of started. We started playing with the electric dragster, and then I was going to the test and tune nights, and then super comp, super gas, top dragster, alcohol, and top fuel, here we are. <laughs> you know, this is pretty amazing. Did you have to pinch yourself that that moment meeting, you know, the big daddy Don Garlitz and then him taking you under his wing and asking you to work with him? Because how many opportunities like that pop up? How, how did that whole meeting come together? Um, It was actually just coincidence. You know, he was there and I was there. And then I started telling him, you know, I want to, I want to go fast, obviously. And he said, well, let's, let's try this first. And, and we, we gave it a fair shake with the uh, alcohol, or I'm sorry, the electric car. It was definitely surreal. You know, you start hearing the stories and he starts teaching you how to do beatbox wheels and build flathead engines and just kind of went from there. You know, it, it's a really wonderful story. When I had Don on the show, I used to go see him race when I was a little kid growing up in Southern California. And I built a lot of models and models of his dragsters. And he was such a great guest. And I'm really happy to hear that. And I'm not surprised that he would take somebody under his wing and help them move along. And the fact that he's still involved in drag racing at this point in his life is is pretty cool. I mean, you, you know that it's in his blood. What has that relationship with him meant to you? Yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, he was there when I did my alcohol dragster passes. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I mean, he was literally standing on the starting line and, uh, he was there when I won my first race in alcohol and he was there when I won my first top fuel race. So been awesome. You know, it's nice to have somebody you can call like that and say, Hey, what should I do? <laughs> you know? Right. It's not a, it's not a luxury everybody has. And, and I'm very grateful for that. Oh no. I mean, it's incredible. You think about uh, getting into any kind of motorsports and having a legend and a champion like that help you out is a dream come true. It can move you ahead in so many ways. Um, I know that in your past, you, your upbringing, you had a humble upbringing, challenges, of course, and you mentioned, uh, you know, getting a little trouble on the on the streets and getting off the streets, which I encourage any listener out there, do not race on the streets, please. There's so many opportunities these days compared to when I was young or even perhaps when you were younger to go and drive fast on tracks and, and not do it out in the public. Can you talk a little bit about that upbringing you had and then fold that into the current season and what you've done? Because when you were introduced to me, I started going through your credentials. I mean, you're you're coming up fast, to use a pun for a drag racer, of doing a lot of different things. But let's kind of walk through your history a little bit. Yeah, extremely um, humble background. You know, we I was raised in a in a trailer park, so you know, a lot of things just didn't seem possible to me for the duration. And you know, you just kind of met some people as you go. And my wife and I started our business with. You know, three hundred dollars. It rapidly grew by just doing the right thing, and we kind of built our whole foundation on that. You know, do what you say you're going to do, and quality over quantity, and that's really paid dividends for us. You know, now, you know, looking into where we're at currently, it's pretty uncomprehendable. We joke amongst each other like. If someone ever heard our story, they probably wouldn't believe us anyway, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I would assume a lot of this is down and dirty hard work. It sure is. It sure is. I mean, um, after I won the Gator Nationals, I was back at Bernie's 7 a.m. the next morning ready to do something on someone else's car. You know? So Yeah, yeah. I'm still hungry, and, and I don't like to say it's it's put a chip on my shoulder, but, you know, when, when people are against you in so many lights, saying that you'll never drive a top fuel car or that's impossible. It kind of makes you want to prove that it is possible. And uh, when I got my top fuel license, I actually dedicated it on social media to some of those people that were laughing at me. Um, <laughs> well, there's always naysayers in our lives, right? People that say you can't. And uh, I just had a guest on the show last week who is building a, uh, from the ground up, they're producing EV uh, electric vehicle pickup trucks. And one of the things he said was, he goes, everybody, even professionals, will tell you you can't do it. Listen to their advice and then just go do it. <laughs> so true. <laughs> it is so true. You know, there's a lot of people that, that were making fun of me when we started our company, and now they all ask me for a job. There you go. You know, so it's um, it's definitely the fire that is inside me that, that keeps pushing, you know, and I'm trying to prove to anybody that anything is possible. Well, you're a great inspiration, and no doubt you've got a great partner there in your life with your your wife who supports you and works with you real hard. I mean, that, that kind of team camaraderie and someone who backs you when uh, it seems like the chips are down. But let's talk a little bit about this uh, possibility of Rookie of the Year. I mean, with the records and the wins you've been racking up, uh, is that something that uh, you feel pretty confident about, or is that something you don't want to think about until it happens? No, I, I think that if it's just strictly based on on-track performance, um, then Dallas and I look pretty comparable, except for the fact that I've done it in half the races. Wow. Well, that's something. Holy cow. Now, you know, we, 
we took a completely different approach than he did. Um, I don't know his story, you know, to the fullest, but he's a super great guy. I've met him on a couple of occasions now. All I can say is that on, on our end, off the track has been completely different. You know, we built our team from nothing. Um, we own it, operate it, fund it, uh, and I drive it. I help, you know, work on the car when needed. I help drive the trucks to and from the track when needed. There's a lot of things that we do that don't show up on the on the scorecard, you know. <laughs> so I don't think it's comparable if, if it's an overall assessment of what's transpired this year. We relocated our entire program to Indianapolis. I mean, I think that's a great testament to my investment in NHRA. And we're looking to build a building soon in Brownsburg. Wow. So, um we're we're in it for the long haul. We own everything, and uh, we we have been trying so hard to represent our sponsors properly. You know, going to countless meet and greets, employee venues, just to just to try to help them get their morale up, give them something to cheer for. You know, so that performance is something that I hope everybody takes into account when they evaluate Rookie of the Year. You know, it's a tremendous story, and you think about famous people in racing, most people just figure they've been famous forever and they don't ever see it's that that picture on the wall of the iceberg with the top little bit sticking out and that's all people see and they don't see all that hard work under the water that people have done and these racers that drive back and forth to the tracks and they're up all night and they're trying to get ready and you know they it's not all glamour for sure it's a lot of hard work it's it's like that in any business so let's talk about this past year uh tell me a little bit about what it's meant to you and uh has the the catastrophe that is covid has that affected you and your ability to uh go out and race this year very much and still get things done yeah, I mean, this this year was obviously a, a whirlwind for us. We never intended to run a full schedule this season. Um, after the win in Gainesville and seeing how well the team gelled together, we were stoked, obviously. And we were like, okay, we need to add some races. So um, looking for sponsorship at that moment was rough. Um, you know, TechNet supported us. Uh, I was self-funding the team for the most part. And... All of a sudden, RNL carriers came into our life, which was just the biggest blessing. Um, so we we added a couple races. We were going to go to um, Topeka. We were going to go to Brainerd, and then all of a sudden, internally, we got a couple of COVID cases. That really did cost me my chance at the countdown. I think that we could have been part-time racers and made the countdown had that not occurred. But as an owner, not just a driver of the team. I can't jeopardize my team for selfish reasons. You know, it just didn't make sense. And some some of the people that had COVID were key players in the establishment. So um, it was a very, very hard decision. I hope it doesn't cost me rookie of the year, but uh, I still stand behind my decision. I, I'm in it for the long haul, and I made the right decisions for the team. You know, I don't want to jinx anything, but I'm going to say it this way. When you win rookie of the year... And again, in racing, you never say, I've done something until you've done it. But I'm going to say it that way because I'm an optimistic guy. What will that mean for you? Where do you think that will take you moving forward? It's not about me. It's about everybody else. And I mean that with like all sincerity. It's about proving that, you know what, it doesn't matter where you come from. If you really want to accomplish something, it is possible. Yeah. 
Absolutely. It's all very, very possible. You know, no matter what everybody says and does, if you if you put your nose to the grindstone, you can get it done. Anything's possible. Hard work, for sure. Looking ahead to next year, what are your plans? What are you looking forward to? Well, we were fortunate enough to keep TechNet on board, uh, which is great. They've been an awesome partner. And uh, we're trying to work with, um, you know, putting something together with r and for 2022. And if that happens, we're going to be full-time. So we're extremely excited and blessed and um, everything is very optimistic at the moment. Awesome. I love it. I like to talk with my guests about driving inspirations, people that are key mentors, influential people in your life. I know we talked about Don Garlitz being definitely one of those people. Would you say that's the, the key person or I would assume there's probably some other people too, maybe teammates, maybe it's your wife. Yeah, my wife is awesome. I tell everybody that I I married her because she's a worthy opponent. <laughs> I love it. She's equally savvy, and she can definitely pick up the slack when I'm not here. She can run the show. But um, yeah, she's she's definitely the biggest part of my foundation, and obviously my family and my daughter. Uh, we have an almost two-year-old, um, and then my adopted parents, uh, Dennis and Suzanne Hendershot. Those they're my foundation. You know, they call me and say, "Hey, how you doing? How you doing today?" They don't really have any other motive. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What's your wife's name, Josh? Uh, Brittany Hart. Brittany. Cool. Nice job, Brittany. That's great. Congratulations on the on the little one, too. That's pretty darn special. I love it. We're going to take a short break. We come back. I want to talk about challenges because racing is full of challenges. So keep the seatbelts, the harness cinched up real tight. We'll be right back. I'm honored to say that my charity of choice here at Cars yeah is Tech Force Foundation. They help young people find an education and career that aligns with their passions. For those who love cars, problem solving, and working with their hands, a career as a professional automotive technician is the perfect fit for a fulfilling life. We're all wired differently, and not every successful career demands a four-year university. Technical education and the skilled trades matter, and we need qualified skilled technicians to keep our vehicles rolling. Learn more about how you can support tomorrow's driving force and workforce of technicians at techforce.org, like I do here at Cars Yeah. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So, Josh, let's talk about this. Racing is uh, fraught with challenges. We talked about a little, a few of them. I'd like you to talk about a huge obstacle, big challenge in your life, maybe even a big failure that you faced. But this is more about what you learned and how you overcame that particular situation. So take us on a bit of a a rough ride down the drag strip. Um, I would say that uh, one of the major challenges that I've faced is life balance. Mm. Um, Work 
has been everything to me. Um, I've been so hungry for so long that I don't really feel like I know much else. Mm-hmm. And then when racing started getting popular, obviously I was pulled in another direction. So to have a full city block, a hundred thousand square feet with 30 employees of hot rod heaven back home, and then have 10 to 12 guys, you know, out on the road for the top fuel team. That's been a very big struggle to have any type of personal life. Mm. Um, you know, you, you wake up in Bristol and you, you land in Florida and you're junk for two days. That's something that I'm actually struggling with now is just how to balance, um, you know, work versus home. Oh yeah. It's a huge challenge for every entrepreneur, I believe. And you don't want to risk either of those things. So it's where do I spend time here? How do I spend time there? It sounds like by having Brittany as part of your team, your workforce, does that help a little bit? Now, some people say I can't work with my spouse. That's going to just cause problems. But others seem to have figured out a good way to do that. And then you bring a child into the situation that you want to be a part of that child's life. And yeah, there's a lot of complexity there. So what are some ways that you've kind of figured out? I know you're still working on it. You're still a young guy. How to make that balance work better for you? Well, the first part, I would say, yes, you know, we work very, very good together. We've been together 18 years, and we don't really know anything else. Baby Helen has changed our life in so many ways that, (laughs) you know, you have to eat supper together, and you have to make time, you know, and it's rough, you know, it's learning how to not answer the phone and and not do interviews at 10 o'clock at night and um, not talk about work, you know, um, when you're laying in bed. Yeah. It's just... uh, It's something that definitely is evolving constantly in our life. Yeah, no kidding. Well, no doubt you're starting to get a grasp on that. It's a a work in progress, and I'll tell you something, being a lot older than you, it never changes. Uh, You just have to keep evolving it and working on it and remembering. For me, how it's worked well is when you're in that moment with anybody, be in that moment. Do your best to push everything out of your head and just be in that moment. Uh, It works in in racing as well. Obviously, when you get on the line there, you got to be in that moment. You can't be thinking about everything else. You got to be in that moment. But that's one little tip I might offer offer you as you move yourself forward. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we have a lot of really good people. You know, my sales manager for that division does great. and My service manager for that division does great. And Ron Douglas has been great for the racing program. So, um I will definitely uh, yield to that advice, and uh, I appreciate it. You're welcome. Now, I didn't touch on this, but you talk about your business versus racing. Are these two different entities? Just so I'm clear on what you're doing there. Yeah, Brittany and I own multiple businesses. Um, She has a photography business. Uh, We have a truck upfitting business. We have a car storage business. We have a car sales business, a car service business. And, uh, you know, it would not be possible without all the great people that are you know, have been with us for so long. So multiple entities. And now obviously the top fuel program is headed up by Ron Douglas. So he's a blessing by himself. Um, he takes the brunt of that. So <laughs> yeah, would not be possible. with. Yeah. You know, you just open up a little window into your life that we haven't heard yet. Holy cow, dude. Uh, you're a little busy. This is incredible. Multiple business. I mean, people think, okay, racing is a business in and of itself. And then you've got all these other facets of your life around you. No kidding. Life balance is a bit of a challenge. Holy cow. I mean, my hat's off to you. That's uh, that's really amazing. Well done. Thank you. When when I say that we were 
we were funding it and we were doing all these things. I, I'm a very literal person. I'm telling you exactly what I mean. Um, yeah. So contrary to popular belief, that iceberg uh, poster hangs in my in my office. <laughs> it's yeah. so it is so true. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. Absolutely. We talk about your bucket list. I know uh, you would love to earn that. Uh, well, you have earned it, but uh, be awarded with Rookie of the Year. But look ahead to next year. What What do you have planned ahead? What do you like? What do you want to accomplish next year? Well, I got to I got to beat my buddy Steve Torrance. You know, he's <laughs> put me on the track a couple times now, <laughs> and he's he's great people. Uh, he's one of those people I would have mentioned with the uh, the mentor comment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's actually helped me in the staging lanes and we've talked about, you know, everything, life and media and how to, how to handle some of that stuff. So, but, um, yeah, I, I want to, I want to beat him and I know he'll respect me when I do. So, uh, yeah. that's on the bucket list and obviously, um, making the countdown. We could have, should have, would have this year. And, uh, that's, that's terrible for me. It's hard for me to stomach, but, um, next year we'll be in the countdown. We'll be running a full season and, um, hopefully in the chase for a championship. Absolutely. Let's talk about a special vehicle in your life. Now, this could be a past vehicle you've owned, or it could be a past racer, and share a little memory about why that vehicle is so special for you. So it would have to be a 99 Ford Lightning. Okay. Um, that's, what I, that's what I went down the drag strip with the very first time at a test and tune, and uh, that very same vehicle is the one that I was uh, pulled over in multiple times. Ah, yeah, fast trucks. <laughs> so I still have the truck today, and um, as a matter of fact, if you look at our social media, we just recreated that same picture uh, with the Huntington County Police. <laughs> they were kind enough. They were kind enough to pull up behind me and turn the lights on and do a photo op. So um, it's just it's just a crazy story. That's definitely the one. Well, I, I would assume they like the story of uh, you know the bad boy gone good. Uh, finally got himself straightened out and stopped. Stop misbehaving and buckled down and worked hard and has made it in life. So that's nice of them to do that. That's pretty cool. I'm going to be a little bit of a car psychologist, drag racing psychologist for you today. Josh, if you were manifest as a vehicle, this isn't what you want to be. This is how you perceive your personality and yourself as a vehicle. What would you be? But more importantly, why? Hmm, That's a good question. (laughs) It's a unique one. I would say that I would be a... 1970 Hemi Cuda. Ooh, I love it. Okay. And, and, and why that vehicle in that era? Because on the outside, you know, it's, it's not for everyone. You know, you have like the, the dog dish wheels with the Mopar center caps. So it doesn't look like much, but on the inside, it's, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> there you go. I think you're pretty awesome on the inside just from uh, this little chat we've had today. Absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, you're the kind of guy from what I've read here that you like to give back to others. You give a lot of credit to other people. I know I mentioned in your uh, intro that you donate all your contingency money to young racers, junior dragster uh, folks. Uh, Is that your way of giving back so that other people coming up through the ranks can have a little bit of a help um, that maybe you didn't get or that you did get that has inspired you to help others? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've, I've had people help me along the way and without them, I would not be here. So, uh, definitely my way of giving back and everything from junior dragsters, the super comp top dragster, uh, super gas, you know, we've, we've helped out a lot of people. Um, and we don't, we don't 
put that out there very often. You know, I, I've never thought it was really necessary. I just, um, I didn't expect to return other than seeing younger people participate in the NHRA. Yeah, giving other people a chance. Well, I'll tell you a little secret. My listeners have heard this many times. I've learned after interviewing 1,935 people now is that we as human beings are happiest when we're helping others. And a lot of people don't ever figure that out. Some people figure it out later in life. Some people figure it out pretty young age, especially if they have parents that show them that giving and helping others is really important. But it really does make us happy, whether we really understand it or not. I always think that's one of the main reasons we're put on this planet is to help others along and help our fellow man and women and, and folks. So uh, you figured it out. And uh, my hat's off to you for doing that. Do you uh, like to read? Is there a book that you'd like to share with our listeners that you've gleaned a lot from? Um, you know, I don't know if everybody would agree with this, but I I, I don't read too much. Um, I, I don't like to read. My memory is very, very good. And um, usually sometimes when I read things, it's burnt in there forever. So <laughs> the only book. The only book that I've actually ever really sat down and, and I, I'm actually still trying to read is the Bible. So, And sometimes I read it a certain section six or seven times and I might get a different meaning out of each each line. You know, it's, it's crazy. So, But that's the truth. Well, that's great. I've had a lot of guests that uh, use the Bible as their book of choice. And uh, yeah, for people uh, that read the Bible, sometimes it can be a little challenging because of the way it's written, but there's some great resources these days out there to help you understand verses and, and parts of the Bible that you may go, what are they talking about there? But I like your comment that if you reread it, you get a different meaning each time. And maybe that's the original plan with the Bible is to give you a different meaning and a, a better takeaway each time that you reread it to understand and, and to help others. So a uh, great reference there. Let's go on the ultimate drive here. I have the ability to take you or allow you to go on what I call the ultimate drive, which means you can be in any vehicle in the world. You can be with anybody living or deceased, and you can be anywhere. Now, for a race car driver, that could be a run in a drag strip or Maybe it's just a great drive somewhere in the world with somebody special. So what does that ultimate drive look like for you today, Josh? I would have to say a like 2015, 16, or 17 twin turbo Dodge Viper. Okay. <laughs> with like uh, Motley Crue and Kickstart My Heart playing. And uh, if I could choose a co-pilot, I'd have to say, um, uh, that's tough. I have to say Richard Clark. He was my business uh, mentor for a long time, and he passed away, and we uh, we never got to do that. So uh, he, he he was the one that said, "Okay, kid, you're worth this. Let me show you how to get to this." So that would uh, that would be cool. You touched on something important here, and I think a lot of us during this COVID time have realized this, that life is, can be fleeting. And uh, it just reminds me to remind listeners out there today, take the time to spend time with friends and family and go do that thing that you've been wanting to do, uh, that you've always pushed off and said, well, next year or next week or next month or whatever that might be, because that person might not be around. And so uh, take advantage of that uh, while you can. But uh, hats off and great memories for Richard Clark, uh, important important person in your life, most obviously. Before I let you go and you've taken us on a fun ride today, could you share maybe a success quote, a mantra, some words of wisdom for our listeners out there today, some inspiration? Yeah, we, we have some good principles here in all of the heart-owned companies. You know, like uh, once you act like a team, you will win. Do what you say you're going to do. Uh, quality over quantity. All those cliche sayings are so true. 
Great. I love it. How can people follow along with you and keep up with you? I know it's hard. You guys are moving fast. <laughs> you can check us out on um, joshhartracing.com. Uh, all the social media outlets, Josh Hart, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Awesome. I'll put links to all those on Josh's show notes page so that you can keep up with this guy. Uh, Josh, I'll have all my fingers crossed and toes crossed. I don't think I need to, but for this rookie of the year, uh, bravo to you and your team. Uh, you've got a great group of people around you, no doubt. Nobody gets to where you are without great people around you. And I want to do a shout out. Thank you to uh, Elon Werner at uh, Tony Faye Public Relations. Uh, he's brought me some great guests. Thank you, Elon, for introducing me to Josh. Very kind of you. Josh, I wish you the best success and safety moving forward. Great year next year. It's going to be fun to follow you and uh, see how you do. Congratulations on everything you've done to date. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me on the show. You're welcome. Thank you to Elon and thank you to Jerry. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.